welcome back to this week's episode of The Exercise Engineer. This week I am going to be talking to you about what it takes to run a marathon. And I've done two now, I'm not an absolute pro, obviously. I just wanted to discuss my experiences with each of them, as they were both quite different experiences, and what I've found helps in terms of preparing for it and what I think you need in terms of what it actually takes mentally and physically. So without further ado, I'm gonna get cracking. Number one, you need a plan. You need a plan. This time, oh no, last year, so I ran the Barcelona Marathon last May and then this May I ran the London Marathon. My prep for each of them was quite different. So last year I didn't really have a plan, I just started off getting lots of miles in, just get it, like ticking it over. I'll quickly run through my basic plan that I put together myself. So I started in the November before, so T minus five months, on holiday just doing random four to seven kilometre runs. And then in January that's where I actually started picking it up at weekends as well. Uh, that was probably more like 10k, 12k, not really pushing it further than that. February, so T minus three months, I became much more focused and I introduced longer runs, so up to like more like one hour 30. I found that choosing times over distances helped me in terms of the length because I knew I was just like mentally, I was like, right, you're going to be running for the next hour and a half, just run. And then I'd be able to find a podcast or a book or something that was about an hour and a half long and I knew that that was just going to take me to the end of that run. Uh, I found that that helped instead of choosing the distance. Then in March, so T minus two months, I introduced two more runs into the mix and they were just evening runs straight from work. I just extended my usual walk home. I ran it instead and then just made it slightly longer. So that was seven kilometers each. And then I did two long runs at a weekend instead of just the one. T minus five weeks out, I did my longest training run on the Sundays. Uh, that was between two hours and two hours 20. I'd never really went more than that this time last year. And then when we got into May, so T minus 10 days, that's when I started to taper it back to 10 to 12 kilometer at just at mainly weekends and then continued those two evening ones as well and then the day before obviously just don't don't run the day before unless you just want to take over an easy 5k but I did keep my legs ticking over so I did quite a lot of steps that day before so that was last year for the Barcelona marathon this year for the London marathon I took a slightly different approach and hired a running coach which was very nice very different I'd never had a coach before so it was very, I, I actually thoroughly enjoy the process. It does keep you very focused. And I know I sound surprised because it, it sounds silly because I am a coach myself and I know the impact a coach can have. But I think I've always thought, oh, I'm a coach. I just coach myself. But no, it's different having a coach being a coach as well as having a coach. <laughs> I know that sounds quite complicated, but I think that really does make a huge, huge difference. It does definitely focuses you and 
just so, a lot more knowledgeable there as well. So I've learned so much more this year about running instead of last year where I just sort of ran and just hope for the best. Whereas this year I was actually learning things as I went. And actually I will interview him on this podcast at some point so you guys can experience that. I will, I will get like a question box going before. Uh, so make sure you follow me on Instagram at the exercise engineer. I will get a question box up before I do any interviews like that to make sure we answer all of your questions. So yes, I think 12 to 16 weeks is reasonable to start to train for a marathon, but do make sure you have a plan in place. Plan in place. If you want my plan that I did, I have still have access to that. And I have also developed a hybrid e-guide, which is a 12-week book that will help you with your strength training and running as well. It's not specific to run for a marathon, but there is options in there that will help you choose. If you are working towards a marathon, it will tell you what you need to choose and when and when to plug that in and everything like that. I'm actually really, really proud of it. It is such a good, I think it's my best yet. I really, really enjoy it. So I've got a couple out already. So the fat loss guide and my build your booty or build that peach e-guide as well but I was super super proud of those but this one is like next level like this is the one if you're going to get one that you want to get this is the one uh, you have access to these on my Instagram in my bio and on my website that is just theexerciseengineer.com uh, that will all be in there as well so if you do have any questions on that please message me definitely have a plan there's loads of plans out there i'm not saying you need to buy mine at all i would recommend getting a coach if you have access to one nick was mine he's at run with nick on instagram so yes give him a bell super super knowledgeable and he actually cares he wants you to do well i can tell like it, it that gives you that next level of motivation because you don't only want to do well for yourself, you want to do well for him as well <laughs> because he cares so much. So yes, 100% would recommend all of those things. And that is only hack number one. So we're going to go into number two, which is drive. I think in terms of running a marathon, you need to really want to do it because on the day, you know you're going to be running for about four hours. You need to want to do that. And I don't know where that drive might come from, but you need to work that out for yourself. You need to dig deep and find your why. Like, why are you working towards a marathon? Why do you want to do, why do you want to run a marathon? I don't know what it was the first time for me. Mine was quite random. It was my mate from uni literally said to me, hey Lou, we're doing Barcelona Marathon next year. Do you want to join us? And I was a bit like, yeah, do you know what? I will. And then you just work it out from there. I've done this quite a lot. You just say yes, work out how to do it later. It's not lying. It's just, it's being optimistic in the fact that you will be able to do it. And as long as you leave enough, leave yourself enough time to work out how to get from A to B, you put a plan in place, you can do it and you will get there. So say yes, work it out later. I would do think you can do that, but you need to find your why. I don't know what my why was actually. I think I just, I like, oh God, this is getting deep now, but I like to prove 
that I can do things. And I don't know if that's, that's definitely a psychological thing. There'll be some deeper meaning that a psychologist or therapist could probably read into, but um, we're not going to do that today. We'll we'll leave that on the surface, I think. But you've got to... <laughs> I, but I did really want to do well, and I like to do well at everything I do. So if I do say yes to something, yes, I'm very much like, oh yeah, I'll work out how to do it later, but I will work out how to do it. And I will give it 100%. And I think in terms of running a marathon, you need to give it 100%, if not 99, 99%. You give or take a couple of percent. But you do need to want to do it because you, when it gets to those longer runs, you need to be able to get out of bed on a Sunday morning and get on that run before it gets too hot, especially if you're training in summer. Like, it, it takes a full morning. It will take up a full morning, those long runs. Like... If you're getting up at eight, you faff around for a bit, you get up, you get out. Long runs especially, we're going to come on to this in a minute, but you need to fuel before. So you need to eat something and then let it digest, then do your long run and then fuel some more at the end and shower and your whole morning is gone. So to be able to commit to that sort of time frame, you need to want to do it and you need to want to, you need to understand why you want to do it. I'm not trying to put you off at all. It will just help if you know your why in the process, 100%. I would recommend anyone to do one and anyone, I believe, I really do believe this, anyone is capable of doing one, but you need to want to do it for yourself. You can't you can't be doing it just because someone else wanted you to do it because you won't get round. You won't put the work in and you'll likely hurt yourself on the day because you won't have worked up to it. You need to train for these sorts of things. My brother can vouch for that. He tried to run 60k off the whim, pulled both its hamstrings and couldn't walk for three days. Maybe it was a week. Regret. I'll let you tell that story, Ash. Anyway, so, yeah, we've got plan. Know your drive. Number three is your kit. So I really, really would recommend getting a decent pair of trainers. Trust me, you are going to be getting a lot of miles in. So please, please, please invest in a decent pair of trainers. Protect your body. Marathon training is, a lot of people say, some of the hardest training you can do because it's such, it's a long distance, but you are put, it's, it's road running as well, which is also quite bad not bad for your joints but one of it's worse it's better to run on grass I suppose that's why I think some people who think ultra running like ultra marathons should be harder to train for but realistically ultra marathons you can just run at a very slow pace and just get it done whereas marathons people have times set in their head and it's I don't know why but a lot of people do say that marathon training is um, some of the hardest you can you can train for so Make sure you get a decent pair of trainers. I would recommend getting stuff like Vaseline. I won't go into too much detail with that one, but if you are hot and sweaty, you may get chafing in areas that you don't realise you chafe. So let's get some Vaseline on those areas. I would recommend the inner thighs, uh, nipples, and I would always recommend the eyebrows as well, because if sweat drips down, 
the Vaseline will stop it getting in your eyes. There's nothing worse than getting sweat in your eyes mid-run because there's nothing you can do about it and it just burns. So Vaseline on the brows and then the nips and the inner thighs as well. If you get chafing anywhere else, please crack on and put it there. I know that might be a little bit TMI for those of you listening, but you will thank me later if you put Vaseline in those areas. Trust me. Trust me, trust me, trust me. I would also recommend getting some form of running belt or a running vest, or I just wear a little arm strap. I just prefer running with one arm. I don't know if that, that might have like unlodged me. I don't know why. Maybe that's why my shoulders aren't quite even. Just wanting running with one arm because it always stays on that left side. Hmm, maybe. Just, just thinking out loud as we go. But I did try like a full running vest as well. If you start to weigh it down with loads of stuff, like it can become quite uncomfortable. You are creating more areas for chafing, rubbing, sweating. So I just tried to keep it minimal, try and keep it as minimal as possible. But it depends on what you want to try and snack on. You definitely need, I would recommend carrying a phone with you. I know there's a few people out there that don't like running with your phone and that's fine. But if for some reason, you decide to collapse because it's hot. You might, and a lot of people think, ah, oh, no, that will happen to me. I've seen it. I've seen it done many a times and it's brutal. It is brutal. So please don't collapse mid-run. And then if you don't have a phone on you, it's, it's impossible. So make sure your emergency contacts are up to date. Take your phone. I'm not, I've, God, am I, am I scaring everyone on this, by the way? God, I'm making it sound brutal. Maybe I'll, I'll come to the good stuff in a minute. I'll come on to food soon. That's all good. That's really good. Um, but yeah, so make sure you got decent pair of trainers, a running vest, or some people like running with, um, just like a, a little running belt instead that you can put little bits of fuel in and your fern. But I find that they like jump around too much. That's why I just stick with my arm strap. It's whatever your preference is, whatever you find most comfortable. And also, if you want some running sunglasses, um, I would recommend finding ones that don't. They've got like a non or something to do with your sweat on your nose uh, because that'll get really annoying if you get a sweaty nose and your sunglasses just keep falling off. That's just a bit of a nightmare. And then a running hat as well if you want. That's some of the basic kit that I think you need. Uh, you really don't need all of that. I literally started with a pair of trainers and an arm strap. That is all you need. In terms of fuel then, so number four is fuel. Carbs, protein and more carbs. Like, oh my gosh, you can ignore fats for for all I care at the moment with running. Because, well, you need your basic ones, you need your basic fats, obviously. They are essential, that's why they're called essential fatty acids. We won't go into that right now though, but carbs and protein are your best friends when it comes to running, especially long distances. I think you'd need, yes, into, um, I, don't, I was going to go into the quantities then, but you really don't need to obsess too much over the quantities in terms of like, when you get back from your long runs, you need to make sure you you're refueling with at least 50 grams minimum of carbs, especially after long runs, lots of protein to help you repair the muscles so they're ready for next time. And learning to fuel mid run is something that I struggled with quite a lot because I've never, I've never fully understood when you, if you're doing like a long run and people hold out jelly babies, you put one in your mouth and then they're so sticky in, like you can't breathe. So I've never fully understood that. 
but you need it's just high sugar like i do i do obviously understand that now that is like pure sugar glucose that is gonna get straight to your muscles and help you get that energy flowing around your body um so yeah super duper important this links very quickly into your body composition as well which was down as number five but I just want to go back to fuel. So if you are doing a long run at a weekend, I recommend you get plenty of carbs in before as well. So the night before and the morning of, plenty of carbs, some slow release and some quick. So a good bowl, like what I had before the marathon was a good bowl of oats with frozen berries in it obviously like defrosted as well. I mixed in some protein powder. I had a full banana on it as well. Lots of dates. And there's something else on the top of it. Probably more fruit, just more fruit. Um, and that probably was quite hefty. I probably didn't need that much, but I was doing that. That was mentally preparing for four hours of running. Whereas if you're just doing one of your long runs and that's more like two hours, you probably don't need that much. But Still, a good bowl of oats with a banana in it, maybe a little scoop of protein powder, just to make get that repairing going. Get all those amino acids and building blocks into your body as soon as possible as well. Would recommend that. If on the shorter runs, like if you don't like eating before runs, I would recommend just having something very, very small, even if that is a square of chocolate or if that is like... Sometimes I just had a protein shake. I know that sounds weird as well because that's just going to slosh around, but at least it's hydrating at the same time or a protein bar or even if it's just a slice of toast, a bit of crumpet, something with glucose in it that is going to just get that release going. I would recommend anything like that um, just to get it going. You don't need to eat that morning technically if you've had plenty of carbohydrates the day before they should all still be stored in your muscles as glycogen so that is the way that our body stores the energy that you get from sugar so the energy you get from glucose is stored in the muscles uh, and the liver as glycogen which is then released as you exercise one thing i was going to say on that is don't be worried about the scale weight if it starts to increase when you start to eat more carbs. I tell you not to panic about this because it's not fat. If you are still in a calorie deficit or calorie, well, maintenance calories, just trying to stay afloat with your calories, especially if you up your running, you are going to need to eat more to stay on top of your maintenance calories because you don't want to be losing too much weight because you might end up losing muscle. We don't want that. I'll come on to that in a minute. But the, the, the scale weight might go up because for every gram of glycogen that you're storing in your muscle, they hold on to water molecules. So you'll have two water molecules attached. This might be too, too in-depth. But all you need to know is you will retain more water the more carbohydrates you are storing in your body, which is fine. It is not fat. You won't put on fat so absolutely fine because it is just more energy that's been stored you are hydrating your muscles you have more water ready in your body for when you are running so it's only beneficial so please don't panic if the scale weight 
is fluctuated a little bit on the up side when you start to eat more carbs. It's fine unless unless you are eating excessively, then that could be you could be putting your body into a calorie surplus, which means you might be putting on a little bit of fat. But I wouldn't worry too much because you're you need the energy. If your body is craving more food, which it probably will be by those long runs, just let it have it. Refuel it. One thing I will say on that is the composition, which is number five, your body composition makes a huge difference to how you run. So I, throughout the whole marathon training for both, both marathons, I continued with my home weighted sessions. So these are the ones that I film for my clients. These are the ones that everyone in my Train With Live membership gets. I still carried on with all five of those every single week, sometimes six if I need to film an extra few. But the whole process, up until the day before I went to the marathon, I was filming these workouts because it's so important to still build muscle because that muscle is going to help you get round the track. You're not going to be bulky. I'm not picturing you like a, a power lifter running round, like you're not going to get bulky from lifting weights at home. Super duper important. It will aid with fat loss as well because you don't want to be carrying extra weight. Like it's, it makes it so much harder to run if you're feeling heavier. And I know this from my Barcelona marathon last year and the London marathon this year, I was, I think, half a stone heavier for the London marathon and I did it 16 minutes slower. Obviously, there will be other things that contend with that because the weather, for example, was very, very contrasting. Like, Barcelona was boiling and I love running in the heat. I love running when I'm warm. Maybe my muscles were already warm. I don't know. Whereas London, I was already wet. It was raining before I started. So that wasn't a good start. Like maybe it took my body longer to run into it. Who knows? Or warm up into it. We won't go into too much detail there. But I know that one thing is true. I was about half a stone different between the first one and the second one. So, and it, and it does, like just the training runs in general you can feel the extra weight. It does feel, that's not a placebo either. It is harder carrying more weight around. Whether that's muscle or fat, but at least the muscle will help you get round as well. Whereas fat is just, it's just dead weight. You are literally carrying dead weight around. So if you can continue with your strength training at the same time to try and get that body recomposition, lose fat and build muscle as you are running as well, that is the way forward. And that's why I created the hybrid e-guide because building those two things together is amazing. Like you can't go wrong because you get the best of both worlds. You are getting all the benefits from strength training and all the benefits from home workouts, all the benefits from cardio running, all those cardiovascular goodness, healthy heart, healthy life, healthy muscles, healthy bones, all of the above. If you do want that, you know where to find it. It's in my bio or on my website. Uh, come join my team of strong ass ladies. Anyway, um, so yeah, the more muscle you have as well, the more glycogen stores you have because if your muscle is bigger, it can store more glycogen. And 
if you can store more glycogen, you can store literally more energy for the runs so you can go for faster, for longer, for a longer period of time. I realised I messed that line up, but that's not the issue. You get what I mean. So you've got longer lasting energy sources. You are literally like a camel with bigger humps. You can carry more fuel if you have more muscle. It's a no-brainer for me. It's a no-brainer combining strength training and running. Get it done. Also, number six, this is the final point that I want to make today. And it's, it's a point that I didn't think of myself. And actually, someone messaged me the morning of the Barcelona Marathon, my first marathon last year. And they were just like, you've done all the hard work leading up to this. Just trust your body and you'll be absolutely fine. Like, you've done all the hard work. Now it's just it's just showcasing all the hard work that you've done. It's like a launch of a programme. It's like a launch of a new fashion line, clothing line. That's the one. It's like, yeah, it's like all something you work really, really hard for all building up to that one big presentation you have to do at work. That is literally all it is. It's just performing on the day. You've done all the hard work, all those months, putting that plan in place that we spoke about right at the start. That is going to put you in such good... Mm, it's just that the plan will will help so much more. But you've just got to remember that you've put all the hard work in. Yes, it's going to be hard work on the day, but I just need you to run your ass off. On the day, you've put the hard work in. Your body will be fine with it. Your body's done the hard work. It'll be your brain you have to convince. So, so like, seriously, your brain will be having an argument with itself. It, mine was. Literally, I think it, it gets to about 30k out of 42. Um, that's about 21 miles for those who are working miles out of 26. Your brain will be like, no, no. But it's also like, but your body, but it's say it's telling your body that you can't do it, but you can, you absolutely can. You just need to dig through it and get it done. A few things that got me round was <laughs> in my head, I was like, okay, I've only got 10k to go. And then the other side of my brain was like, yeah, but you've still got a whole 10k to go. And it is literally that same argument in your head, the whole, <laughs> the whole of the last 10k. It is brutal. Um, but you can use your brain to your advantage. Tell yourself you can do it because believing you can do it will get you halfway there. It's just the other half you've got to work out. You've just got to remember all that hard work that you've put in. Like, make your brain accept that you're going to be running for the next four hours. Prepare for the worst. So whatever, if you think you're going to do it in four and a half hours, prepare your brain that you're going to be running for the next five hours. And if you finish sooner, that's a bonus. That's literally what I did. I was like, right, okay, I'm going to be running for the next four hours, whether you like it or not. Let's go. And it is just run, run, run. One other thing that kept me going on the actual day was if I stop, it'll only take me longer to finish. So just keep going. And that is, it sounds brutal, but just keep going. And there might be people around you collapsing. There might be people around you vomiting because they've not got their fueling right. 
please double check on those energy fuels. Make sure you are drinking enough water if you're having those gels because they don't react well with a few people. Make sure you practice with those. That was one thing I was going to say earlier. Practice with your fueling, mid your mid-run fuels. Practice that you can settle them in your stomach because a lot of them do not settle well. That's not from personal experience, actually. That's just from me watching other people vomit right next to me. So gross. I'm really not selling marathons, am I? This is not good. I loved it, but... <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. But point number six is just run your butt off on the day you've put all the hard work in. I can't reiterate enough. Just enjoy it. I think that's one thing I really struggled to do on the day. I was just trying to get round and I did not appreciate, I didn't take it all in. I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have done. I didn't appreciate the crowds as well. I was just so focused on getting it done. Whereas I wish I did just have a breather and take a step back and think, yeah, this is meant. Like so many people come out and watch it, especially if you get the opportunity to do the London Marathon, I would recommend it because although it rained, which I'm still still annoyed about, I'm not going to lie, I'm still a bit bitter, but that's okay. Okay, just to quickly recap then, number one, make sure you've got a plan. If you don't have a plan, get a coach who can make you a plan. <laughs> that's top tip number one. Number two, find your why. Work out why you want to do it. Find your drive because you really need it when it comes to those early mornings. Number three, make sure you've got the right kit, especially trainers. Just invest in a good pair of trainers, please. You're going to be doing a hell of a lot of miles, so get them in. Number four, fuel. Make sure you're eating enough carbohydrates, enough protein and practicing with those mid-run gels or sweets or whatever you choose to fuel with mid-run. Make sure after about 10, 15 kilometres you start actually practicing the refuel. Number five, your body composition. So make sure you stick with your strength training as well. Super duper important. It will only help your running. Like a lot of people don't understand that. They think it counteracts it will only help it. So please continue to resistance train. If you want all my workouts, you know where they are. I've said it enough. Number six, on the day, run your ass off. You've put in the hard work. You deserve it. Run it. Enjoy it. And don't focus too much on getting a good time. That's probably why I haven't shared my actual times on this Although I sort of want, I might plug it. I'm just going to say it. Okay, my PB was three hours, 20 minutes. And that is insanely quick for, and that's not me being big headed at all. That's just, I couldn't believe that actually happened. But you, you can believe it. Like, it's amazing what you can achieve. Your body is so much stronger than you think it is. So just, Trusting your body is the key here. Your body is much more capable of doing extraordinary things than you give it credit for. So trust it. Don't trust your brain because it will be telling you to stop. Ignore the brain. Trust the body. 
that's where we go. And we are training because we love our body, not because we hate it. We are not doing it to punish it. We're not punishing the body through running. We are running because we love it and it's healthy and we feel great after it. Okay, guys, I'm going to love you and leave you there. If you have any questions on this, DM me, email me. You know where I'm at. I'm floating all over the gaff on all the social medias at The Exercise Engineer or Lou Kelly or Lou at TheExerciseEngineer.com. Just email me away and I will be happy to help if you want the hybrid e-guide. Maybe I'll do a little discount code for it. Maybe pod 15 if you're listening to it on the pod. Yeah. There you go. Use the code POD15 if you want 15% off the hybrid e-guide. I need to set that up now because that's not currently set up. So that's what I'm going to do next. And have a fantastic week, guys. I will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.